Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters, and everything else in between. And we're back with a brand new episode of the podcast. Much has happened in the last two weeks. Let's hey, start with. Hey, hey, you know, I wanted to say Namaste, Sasrikal, Adab, Adab, Namaskar, Namaskar, Hello. Yes. What else after that? Salam alaikum. Yeah. Can't think of anything else. Yeah. Hola, hola. Well, are you hailing a cab? Is country Ola nahi hoti? Oh, I think you know something there is. I believe in Birmingham they've started Ola. Mm. Ola cabs. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Did I put you off? Please start. We were about to start with the Oscars and the Oscar goes to that was a big story. Um last week on a Monday, which was Sunday night in LA but Monday elsewhere in the world. And this was a big moment for India because uh two things. Two words. First of all, I would believe that RRR hmm. was not nominated for the Oscar. It should mean, have been. You mean best film? Yeah, it wasn't nominated uh, as the official entry by India. Do you really feel that it was worthy of an Oscar nomination as a film? I I thought it was quite a gripping story. Much better than many many stories that have been nominated. Yeah, that's true, but I would still say that considering the other films that have made the sh- that made the shortlist. Or oh, do you think it was because it was such a anti-colonialist type of movie against the britishers that would throw the dead again we better not put it in contention yeah i think it was a brilliantly shot film i think the story was well told you know it keeps you on tenter hooks throughout because there's a fantastic parallel story running for those who live under a rock and may not have seen rrr yet but uh, i it's, don't think it's personally on, it's on the streaming services so if you haven't watched it do watch it yeah personally i don't think it was as good a story as lagan was So I'm not at all uh upset about the fact that it didn't Lagan make it to the shortlist. Lagan bhi saal prani baat hai. Haan, let it go. No, let it go to the cab. Let it go already. But what I'm saying is I don't think it was that gripping a film that it needed to be on the shortlist for best foreign language film of the year. Uh Natu Natu is absolutely spectacular. The choreography is mind-boggling and it's become quite a trend now. But let's not forget that historically or should i say the the uh, the first award that india lapped up at the oscars ever like ever went to the elephant whisperers because that was handed out before uh natu natu was handed out its award so that's not right didn't um, ar rahman win something for jeho no but that was not a, an asian film it was slumdog millionaire danny boyle that was a british film that was a british film absolutely so gunit monga and uh, so, i love this rrr and Indian film or a Telugu film? It is a Telugu film, but Telugu is one of the many languages spoken in India, so it is an Indian film as well. I know but that it was not a Bollywood film. It was not a Bollywood film, and I know there was a needless controversy whether Chief Minister. I know that's what I was saying. It was just yeah, the Chief Minister pointless. said something beautiful, and Adnan Sami decided to muscle in and say something very controversial for the sake of it. Do you not? Oh, I think it was the other way around. No, it wasn't. The chief minister said that you know what a proud moment for Telugu cinema and all the rest of it. For Telugu cinema. For Telugu cinema. But he didn't in any way I feel want to belittle India. All he said was for us, you know for the for those who speak the vernacular, what an amazing moment for us. And Adnan Sami kind of took it as an affront to the rest of India as if you know and I don't think that was the case at all. So anyway, let's not even go in there it's not worth it. Um Gunit Monga was the producer of the elephant whisperer but i love the name of the director i always think of my name is kartiki gonzales her name is, is kartiki gonzales i know i know and uh, the two of them obviously kind of 
you know, won it for India, two women. No, but the real stars of this movie are actually Bowman and Belly. Yeah, the actual elephant whisperers. The actual uh, husband and wife. Yes, and they who, become who stars. Who I think were also in, uh, uh, Tamil Nadu based. Yeah. I it, think it, it, was set in a it is set in a, it was set in a park. One yeah, of those in a national park, national park yeah. in, in South India. Do you know the name of the elephant? Uh, yes. Raghu. Raghu. Yeah. Raghu. Yeah. So it's become... And Can I make it sound like a pasta? Raghu. Yeah. Pasta sauce. Since... Um, since... RRR was handed... Sorry. Elephant Whisperers was handed the Oscar. Naturally, these two, as you're saying, the actual stars of the documentary have also become very popular around the world. And again, there was another controversy around this as well. I don't know if you heard. Many people on social media... It doesn't take much for people to get peeved on social media, right? And go into meltdown. Which is what attracts people to Twitter. That is what I was going to say. That is what Twitter is for. Yeah. Twitter is for two things. Complaining. Yes. That uh, oh. And having a meltdown. Oh. My plane ticket was so and so. My service was not My baggage good. was sent to. I went to Kenya while my baggage was sent to Moscow. That's one reason to complain. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the other reason for Twitter? To go into meltdown. Just air your grievances and just kind of have a rant. Um, so a lot of people were very about the fact that you know the Oscars they tell you they give you about 45 seconds to make your uh, speech and a soft music plays in the background which is what keeps time for you right which tells and you your time is up please yeah. get off the stage so they were saying that that's you know, always happened that's not a new thing no I know but what these people are pointing out is that you know given the fact that this was India's first award ever uh, they should have been slightly lenient because Kartiki Gonzalez gave her award-winning speech and that apparently took took up all 45 seconds and when Gunit Ma- it was Gunit Monga's turn the camera panned away and they cut her off and you know how people are but in the very next category when there were some white people who won it you know then they were allowed to exceed their time so was it like the Oscars being I don't, I don't think so I don't think so yeah so there was controversies kind of crop up every now and then and this was one of those but I think overall a proud moment for India and uh Let's hope that, you know, this opens more doors for the next generation of filmmakers in India. But have you seen how many people are doing the RRR? I'm not the RRR, the Natu Dance. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the German embassy in Delhi has done a version. Uh, someone put up on Twitter um, at a Pakistani wedding. Yeah. So it's really catching catching on. And uh, that um, that dance group, that hip-hop dance group, Quick Style. Yeah. I believe they're in India right now. Yeah, so they I'm were. Sh- yeah, they were. I'm sure they're going to do a version as well. Yeah, they were quite cool actually. They did Kala Kala Chashma, didn't they? They made Kala Kala, Kala Chashma. Kala Kala Chashma. Kala Chashma. No, I liked it so much I said it twice. So, Kala Chashma, they did. They, that's what made them a household name in India. But on their recent visit to Mumbai, they did a Ravina Tip Tip Barsa Pani, Ravina Tandans Tip Tip Barsa with Ravina dancing with them. They did a song from Sunil Shetty's film as well with Sunil Shetty dancing with them. And I think they became, they are already very popular, but that was that was the win- winning move. Uh, you told me that they're, they're a Norwegian-Pakistani group, right? Yeah, Suleiman and Bilal. I, I mean, there's six, seven of them. Yeah. But these are the two... Lead dancers. They're Pakistani-Norwegian, correct. And... Yeah. Um, Talk about Bilal. You know, I saw this movie the other day called um, uh, Tara vs. Bilal. You're absolutely right. You saw it. Good job you didn't say we saw it because I fell asleep 10 minutes into the film. Yeah, you totally missed it. It was shot in London. Yeah. Do you know that? If I'm a Londoner, look, s- watching the streets of London in a cinema, in a, in a movie is not going to fascinate me, will it? Or do you think the other way that, oh, if they're showing glimpses of what is your home, 
you should be that much more intrigued. I am. I said, oh, I recognize that. What did you think of that? Are you have to be big, you know? Huh. Yeah. You don't get that kind of urge. Mm, I suppose so. What What did you think of the film? It was all right. Mm. I mean, uh, if I had gone to the cinema mm. and bought a ticket, I might have been a bit disappointed. But I saw it on TV. Yes. Speaking of a Norwegian-Pakistani group, Norway has been in the news lately a lot because of Rani Mukherjee's recent film. Mrs Chatterjee versus Norway which is based on real life incidents it is about a bengali mother rather a bengali family that moves from calcutta to norway and it is about uh, uh, her, social security in norway that was taken into care children her children were taken into care two young kids were taken into care because she feels that it was because of their ignorance of indian culture as she says in the promo in the film that because i fed them with my own hands i allowed them to sleep with me in bed uh in the same bed these are things that are frowned upon in the west and because of their sheer ignorance of how things are done back in india they felt that it was neglect or child abuse or whatever and they took her kids away from her and apparently she fought a long and hard battle to win custody of her children win back the custody of her children again um the trailer with rani mukherjee in it annoyed me very much because rani mukherjee speaks this hindi bangla bangla hindi which one can tolerate for a few minutes but not for the entire duration of a film that's what i felt you feel it because i am a bengali yeah i didn't feel it at all yeah all my non bengali f- friends say that that's not our problem at all we didn't see, we didn't have a problem with that uh, that couple, is, i had a couple I, of problems i mean that's been too finicky no i had a couple of problems with the promo firstly it was this horrendous bangla hindi which i admit many many people in my own family those who live in calcutta i'm sure they speak that way but i didn't see the point of making the film entirely in that kind of hindi where rani mukherjee is an actress who speaks perfect hindi um it's called authenticity yeah authentic <laughs> authenticity sorry authenticity yeah itna hi authentic banana tha to bengali mein banate hindi mein dub karte english oh, mein subtitle karte talking about bengali films we saw bengali films no but i'm not done with this yet there's another problem i have with mrs charji versus no way which is that clearly some fool cut the trailer because they've given you the entire story in the trailer ki hum mrs chatterjee norway ka social service hamara bachcha humse le liya because hum as a ma unko apne haathon se khana khilaya aur hum unko apne bistar mein sulaya if they had just made it about the fight of a mother whose children were taken into custody and left it at that i think more people would have been curious to go to the cinema and find out why here you're giving away the entire film in a 20 second promo it's all right many many movies do that now let's talk about the bengali movie we saw now the reason i'm asking you and looking at you is because okay, i is cannot it? i cannot remember the name of the bengali film it was a very hard name to pronounce what is it called punoshcho punoshcho which means footnote now oh it means footnote yeah right i wish you told me that before because what we did was we watched it in bangla yeah but i had the subtitles on at the same time yes. though of course i understand bangla ami bengali jamai kintu ami bangla bujina ek hi sentence ke 25 saal tak chalaoge aap but uh, yeah i mean i got the gist but i like the subtitles on just to it's my comfort blanket yeah it was a good movie very slow movie slow movie but very arty movie and i'm i was blown away by rupa ganguly who i only knew as dropadi from ramayan that we saw growing up on doordarshan yeah now this is quite an old movie it's about 10 years old yeah. but it's just come on to the streaming services yeah. i think so. yeah and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i think it held my even though it was slow it held my attention till the end because there was a sinister twist obviously in the plot which the blurb doesn't give away thankfully 
um so yeah that was punoshto that is that is so much for bengali cinema there are other things that have been making the headlines in this country being picked up by news channels around the world which was gary lineker's big story last weekend yeah now that's the question impartiality in the bbc or is it impartiality at the bbc big debate hmm. is the bbc autonomous or is it state run media i mean this is going to run and run why don't you give a back story to those who may not have an idea of what you're talking about what happened to gary lineker who is well, gary lineker well, which show are we talking about maybe you'd like no, to no, do no, a bit just, of a speech yep sure the general rule is that if you present a news program mm. you have to be you can't be biased mm. you have to be impartial in your personal social media no just you have to be impartial yeah, mm. yeah in your social media whatever you have to be impartial when you're on air mm. whatever no, but if you're a sports presenter gary lineker used to be the captain of england yeah in football Great player, he played for England, he played for Tottenham, he played for Barcelona. He's the highest paid man on B- on the BBC. And he's the highest paid guy on the BBC and he does a sports program. Yeah. He does many programs, but he does a sports program. And in his per- he did a personal tweet about migrants, the government's the, migration the, policy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what he thought of it. Yeah. And now was a pressure put on the BBC to kind of suspend him. He was suspended for a week. Yeah. He came back on. Yeah. And it's a big debate that is um, you know this is democracy can you actually tell people what they, what they should think if they're not news presenters i understand news presenters should be impartial let's not talk about indian tv because i don't think there are impartial news presenters there i can think of quite a few but i won't yeah Why are you oh. so afraid of controversy? Because Why do you always sit on the fence because that's you, no fun you should have you, a bit of spunk you should have some courage yeah courage in, in which aspect and you should be able to say on a public platform like a podcast what you actually believe in and not just sit on the fence and say oh maybe okay moving on no more about mrs chatterjee all right okay so you know no, the, the fact of the matter was i think the nation was behind <laughs> gallery in for me today are you yeah no it's half half i don't the, think the, it was half the, and half the, the verdict was clear the yeah. mp's and all the fact that such a controversy the mp's and all 30 MPs wrote to the BBC. They might have written to the BBC, but the fact is that virtually all of Gary Lineker's colleagues resigned in protest saying that if he is going to be taken off, we are not going to do it either. And it snowballed into such a big story because everybody felt that the BBC was being very stern and uh that it was No, but you have, bo- you have to look at both sides. The fact that his tweet yeah had nothing to do with football. Men- no, mentioned Germany of the 1930s. Yeah. was very conti- you know it is quite uh inflammatory well, inflammatory it was yeah but it was uh quite con- contentious con- contentious as well yes you could see where i was going with that yes you? i could yeah so, so no uh, but i'm from you know you so can't many have people a- say that fine he can have his views but he shouldn't have implied what he implied i disagree so with that i that think is a man where, that is where the problem is that um is like stoking the fire you know he's the highest paid guy he's got 9 million followers and you know i speak adds to the thing i am completely on his side and i this is a black and white you can't have a gray and say that oh you know maybe but you have to look at from look at it from both sides either you 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 no, thought it was I, the right I, thing or you think it was a wrong thing i think it was a wrong thing to suspend him because i feel that there no, are far too many people i'm i'm a, I'm a guy like a fan i think it was fine well, uh, you know absolutely he said but i can understand the other point of view is what i'm saying no because it was uh, you know you have to see both sides you're not seeing both sides you're just uh, one of those that oh because this is the this is my view the other view must be wrong you have to see everything you have to be about no 
at the end of the day, balanced. my view doesn't count. But I think that he held himself with great dignity while he the did. debates mm. raged on. And he did the right thing. And he, the most beautiful thing he wrote was after uh, he was reinstated as the presenter, uh, presenter of Match of the Day was that, you know, no matter how hard things were in the last few days, it were, they weren't as hard as things might. For, it uh, is for the migrants who have to flee their country was, and leave their homes. What a beautiful know, thing was, to say. For those that don't know, this is specifically about those that are crossing over in boats. Yeah. Which the present government is trying to stop. Yeah, from the English Channel, right? So what a beautiful thing to say. And um, and I completely stand with him because I feel there are far too many people in the media who try to arm twist and who think that aggression and arm twisting is the answer to their woes, which it isn't. And if we live in a world of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram where people are putting everything out there about what they eat, what they wear, when they sleep, how they dress, I think people should be allowed to express their candid opinions on on matters as long as they are not flouting guidelines which in this case specifically said if you're a football pundit then you're not allowed to show a bias in your field of work that's why you're wrong why? that is why that is the whole controversy it says if you're a football pundit hmm. you can tweet things no of course not you cannot tweet things if you're in the news if you're a news reader no 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 so that's and what i'm that's, saying that's why there was a controversy i know i know it was very blurred the lines that is what the bbc kind of threw at him saying that you know why did you have an opinion on something which is not related to the football which is not he didn't break any rules there no, he, he was well within his rights to speak about something that clearly and i'm sure he's again he's such a high profile man who's been a star as you're saying in this country for what 30 years 40 years he's not going to flippantly write something unless he really feels strongly about it he knows that his word carries a lot of weight he's not going to just for the sake of stoking the fire as you're saying or setting the cat among the pigeons just say something flippantly it, mu it must be something which is very close to his heart or something that he feels about very strongly kya bura kiya usne but the story has moved on from there the story yeah. is not about gainenika and what he tweeted It's about the, the story, BBC and impartiality now. No, the ben? story is, was pressure applied to the BBC by the government hmm. to take him off air? Yeah. That is what we're waiting to well, find out. Because this is a first world country where democracy still thrives, at least we are having that debate. As you're saying, in many other countries we know there would be no question. Things wouldn't even get to this. You know, everybody would be silenced and things would be brushed under the carpet long before they got to this stage. So I think... a lot to be said for a democracy where by and large people are allowed to air their views now shall we move on yeah let's this last week you have been spectacular busy, spectacularly busy why can't you get any word out today properly what you seeing mera daat nikal gaya please i'm looking for sympathy ek nikla hai oh one more tooth has come out huh. you'd be pleased to know yeah so what are you saying about I'll spectacular have, i have to start mashing my food now yeah you're uh, getting that to that age anyway I'm saying that you had a spectacularly busy week this week. I did. You? Because um how many uh, movies did you go? How many premieres did you go to this week? Two, I think, in one week. Did you? Right? Oh. Um Polite Society, Little English, both Brazilian films. Uh, I was invited to another one, but I had another event that day so I couldn't go to that one. So otherwise it would have been even busier. Um two British Asian films, completely different genres. I enjoyed both. One I have a personal connection with. Let's talk about that one first. That polite, one is called Polite Society. Polite right? Society. And uh, it I'll, I'll, let me it talks about two sisters. And let me tell you one about your involvement. Yes. For people who who might be intrigued. Um, you went and did, what is the posh word for it? ADR? Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't know what ADR was. I had to Google it. But basically, it's behind the scenes dubbing for those atmosp- atmospheric scenes and all. Yes. So you had done that for this movie quite some time ago. Six months ago, last summer. Was it last summer? As soon as I came back from India after my holiday last summer. And it wasn't just me, me and four other girls. And it was a fantastic experience. And it was, you know, at the time, because they want to keep it hush-hush, they never tell you about the, the entire film. So you're only shown the scenes that you need to dub for. And we were there for a good four or five hours, but it was absolutely fascinating. And to see the film in its entirety, by the way, at a press preview, because the film isn't out until the end of April, um, at a very, very early press preview, it was fantastic. You know, it's one of those films that makes you laugh. It's funny. It's... This is about some uh, young girl who's like a jiu-jitsu kung fu master who, who wants to make sure that her sister doesn't get married or something. Yeah, it, it is about two sisters and it is about the younger one, Rhea Khan. Who and she's is, fighting all the aunties. No, who oh. is aspiring to be a um, stunt coordinator because there is a, I forget the name of the lady, this is terrible. There is an actual British lady who's a stunt coordinator who's done all the stunts, who's been a part of the team for Avengers and all these big films. She's very, very iconic in uh, Asian? In, no, oh. in English. So they show that this girl is a diehard fan of this lady, real life person, because at the end, that person makes a phone call. You know, it's quite funny. Um, so it is a story essentially of two sisters and then you've got marriage and then you've got arranged marriage and then you've got the evil mother-in-law to be and then you've got things happening behind the scenes and it's quite quite funny. You know, it's quite, it has to be taken, it's tongue-in-cheek. Uh, and like somebody was trying to find a deeper context. I said, not every story has to come burdened with subtext, you know. But the fact is that there is a subtext as well. But she it's a fun film. There, the one who plays the Priya Gansara. Oh, uh, Nimra Bucha. She's quite an established Pakistani uh, actress and I love her. I saw her in Churels. Brilliant. Uh, she's the mother-in-law to be. So that was one, Polite Society. There's another one uh, that came out, Little English, which again, I have a personal connection to because my colleague on Sunrise, Amit Chana, is part of the cast. Um, Theatre man Pravesh Kumar, it is his directorial debut. And this is set in Slough. And again, it is a slice of life film, as we would call it in Bollywood. Slough, by the way, is just near Heathrow Airport. It's, got a, it's very Asian. Very Asian, just outside of London. And Not far from where you broadcast, actually. Yes. <laughs> and uh, again, it's a sweet film. You know, it is about this girl who's come, who's married a British Asian guy and she's come over from Punjab. And then what ha- what happens next kind of thing. So, yeah, it's been a busy week. Two small but very interesting British Asian films, both championed by big studios, you know, like Working Title, Studio Canal. We're looking at big names who've put their money behind it. And uh, that's always wonderful to see because I think it feels, you know, going to these previews, talking to the cast and crew, I get the impression that people feel as though British films are finally turning a new chapter because they are I allowing think they're smaller still waiting films to for their bend it like Beckham moment. Yeah, and but which unless, is about twenty years ago. Now, which is it? true, but unless you're given the opportunity, you're not even giving the mainstream the opportunity to discover what Asian filmmakers are capable of doing, whether there is another Bend It Like Beckham in the in the offing. I think there's just been a little blip along the way with um, Dev Patel and... Uh, yeah, a few things here and there. Otherwise, absolutely, absolutely. Otherwise, there hasn't really been anything. But I got the impression that all these people who are part of the cast and crew feel really buoyed by the fact that, you know, big big British companies are, are now willing to embrace... Uh, British Asian stories and Studio Canal is French put them out yeah but you know they're behind some of the biggest British films as well right we were saying About a Boy and so many that's a working title working title so they're willing to give the mainstream audience a chance 
to assess for themselves whether they like it or not which is fantastic otherwise quietly ye release hoti hain choti choti you know asia centric neighborhoods mein asian neighborhoods mein aur chali bhi jati hain kisi ko pata bhi nahi chalta hai but i think once they are backed by big film studios promo publicity production everything happens on a different scale which is fantastic to see well that's it i think yes so uh next is it going to be april by the time we do our next one i think so yeah i think time so time is flying yep so it's going to be i think it is going to be the 1st of april or the 2nd of april is a sunday i think so until next time until next month look after yourself thank you so much for uh, tuning into the shabby and man podcast please spread the word give us some love let us know on social media and uh, have a great uh, two weeks until we see you again shukriya sayonara sayonara <laughs> sayonara i know i've seen your tiny lala yeah i know yeah. <laughs> well, um it's a good job that we don't uh, we don't edit anything because there's no rewind button here yes sayonara that sound like tayanara you could have, you could have just said bye bye um sasrekal what maine pehle bhi bol diya just press that stop button now okay i have to say bye bye and oh arrivederci you know arrivederci can be hello or goodbye in italian yes let me think of some other one au revoir au revoir don't yeah. say bonjour now isi mein isi mein goodbye <laughs>